0: Welcome to Two Cents FC. I'm your host, Amobio Kugo. Each week we'll be discussing topics from around the soccer world and giving you our unfiltered thoughts and opinions. This week we'll be discussing Champions Leagues and Championships, who has next in NWSL, and new apps shaping sports media. This week we're joined by Carson Merck, writer, podcaster, and the man running things over at the Beautiful Game Network. Such a pleasure to have him on. He was able to adjust his schedule. How are you doing today, Carson?
1: I'm doing good, man. Like I said before, we got rolling. I already knew it was from Obi I knew L, you know, L holds it down, so I knew he wasn't going to make me adjust the schedule, but no, I, for, for Amovia Kugo, you know, it's an honor to adjust my schedule.
0: Yeah, <laughs> man. You're clowning already, man. We even got started, but uh, <laughs> it's all love. It's all love. So, when it, speaking of love, when did you fall in love with soccer? You know, you're doing some wonderful things around the game.
1: When did you fall in love with it? I appreciate that. Yeah, it actually, it was late for me, which is funny. I know with a lot of um, people in soccer media and otherwise like they're like oh I started playing soccer when I was five or oh I fell in love with it my dad watched it when I was a kid like yeah. I I was not I was like Cavs, Browns, Indians like I was all like norm, like the main three sports growing up and then towards high school like I started to get into some of the World Cups and then it actually was like Probably a good bit of FIFA that got me into it. Uh, the World Cup version specifically, Yeah, which which I feel like they did away with those. But that's a discussion between EA Sports and myself. But um, <laughs> I thought those World Cup games were fun. But yeah, I, I kind of got into it with that. And then actually I dove like fully into it with, um, I actually applied to write for SB Nation. And because I grew up like loving all the main sports, I kind of just like, yeah, wherever there's a spot, I'm cool with it. And they were like, hey, how about the Houston Dynamo? And I was like, you got it. They were like, are you a fan? I was like, I am now. So so then I just kind of dove into it. And then, honestly, it's funny now. It's like soccer is 99% of my sports. Other than the Cleveland sports, soccer gets almost all my attention.
0: It's it's amazing to see, like, once someone gets bit by the soccer bug, they go all in. And um, that's what I love about FIFA. I love about, like, soccer culture because these are unique ways – um, that bring, you know, new fans to the sport. Yeah. Um, so when you were writing for Houston, what were like, who were some like standouts immediately that you like liked right off the bat?
1: Yeah. So when I, when I got to dynamo theory with SB nation, I, I want to say I wrote maybe two articles first on the dynamo specifically, and then they were actually entering a USL partnership with the Charleston battery just for that season. And it was kind of a discussion. They were like, hey, we don't really have anyone to cover that. And I was like, I'm new. Like, I'm from a, kind of a small town back back in uh, Northeast Ohio, Akron, still Ohio. And so I was like, I'll do that. So I just kind of, that was like my niche at that point. And then from there, obviously the Dynamo go from Charleston to Rio Grande Valley. So then I just transitioned to covering Rio Grande Valley. So um, when I was with Houston, covering Houston briefly, though, it was like Giles Barnes was really good um mm-hmm. like Will Bruin is kind of a scrappy scrappy guy he's like the definition of a white striker to me <laughs> like he's like he's not that fast like he's not that strong but he's like strong enough and he's clinical enough but um yeah so I actually ended up going kind of from Houston directly to the uh just the USL affiliate which I actually enjoy because I prefer more of like the up-and-coming guys than I do yeah. the more established guys I guess
0: no I respect that and so you're writing for SP Nation What inspired the Beautiful Game Network?
1: Yeah, so I actually started my own site, which was Switching Play Soccer. It was a brief cameo, popped up there for a minute. And so I was just doing that completely solo and then talked to Mike Sparks, who actually founded the Beautiful Game Network. And he kind of mentioned to me, hey, you know, we've been – because it was all podcasts before. So he mentioned, hey, we kind of wanted to maybe add a little bit of writing. And so I was like, what if we just kind of merged and I just – took all my writing talent to you. And so at that point, I just kind of established a writing division part of BGN Mm -hmm. and then um, switching play soccer, you know, RIP. But, um, and so then with that, it just kind of built from there and then added some more writers and then kind of just progressed.
0: No, I love that. You know, I think it's really important that people take that advice of sometimes it's better to collaborate, you know, the team, you can get so much farther with the team. And I think, yeah, yeah, you've you've done that and we've learned from that as well. Um with two cents uh sports and two cents FC. Like yeah. If like you said, we had to readjust re- re- the schedule, that's not possible yeah. if L's not around. Like yeah. And you know, it, I it, ring it, and his ring is crazy.
1: Yeah, and it's honestly one of those things where I think pride is a big thing with that. Um some people almost want to like go down with their ship because it's theirs, mm-hmm. which I can respect that. I mean different strokes for different folks, but Like, if you have a site and you're, you know, really passionate about it and you're not getting the views, you can't afford the domain, whatever it is, more power to you if you just want to, like, ride that till the wheels fall off. Or at BGN, I saw, okay, I can continue to do the same things I was doing, but there's an infrastructure already and Mm -hmm. the viewership's better. So, um, yeah, like you said, you know, building with the team a lot of times ends up being easier just because there's a lot less stress on yourself. And born but official for the most part.
0: No, oh, exactly. So when it comes to BGN, like what's your guys's overall mission, like, and in, in, in your purpose?
1: Yeah, for BGN, it's a really nice hybrid for for me. Obviously, I'm a bit biased, but with um, the combination of being fan driven and also mm-hmm. kind of having the media side there as well. So we have probably somewhere in the range of. 30 podcasts currently on BGN. Almost all of those are fan driven by specific teams and specific markets. And then you also have the written content, whether that's, you know, writing an editorial. Most of my writing itself is like player features. Um, I featured this dude, Amobi Akugo, at one point, yeah. you know, he does his thing. But um, so a lot of that is, it's nice, I think, to have that balance. So I think, if anything, it's just about growing the game. A lot of it is you know, affiliating with brands that affiliate with us. Um mm-hmm. Icarus FC, ICL, see L rocking the Icarus FC. Like there's, I think there's an opportunity to maybe advertise more with bigger stuff or bigger companies, but yeah. we prefer actually rock with companies that we rock with. So right. yeah. So with that, it's like, I think that's kind of the mindset of BGN in general, like build it from the grassroots. Um We have like some nonprofits advertised on some of the team pages. So honestly it's, none of us are in it because we're going to make, you know, a million dollars rent because we love soccer. We want to grow soccer. A lot of my player features are on like NCA players or USL, USL league one, because yeah. honestly, a lot of that is some of these players will never have another article written about them, which yeah. it, it kind of is what it is, but it's cool. Um, and so I think it's just kind of growing the game that way organically.
0: No, that's, that's, that's love. And I, I really want to take this time to talk about it because Many people don't see the work that you guys are doing, and like from the fan-driven perspective, you know, players come and go, coaches come and go, owners come and go, but the fans will always be there. So what you guys are doing is amazing, and for uh, the people that don't don't think that we don't see the stuff like as players, as coaches, like we are consuming that content. Yeah, uh, and sometimes people consume it a lot more than they admit they they do. Yeah. So can you talk about you know? maybe a story maybe you can't say names but any stories you have where you did a player feature and a player may have got upset or was like thank you
1: yeah you you honestly you have it both ways with um with the players i think a lot of them love like you said a lot of them love that coverage because it let's 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 be honest usl league one usl championship there's going to be coverage a lot of it honestly ends up being from the league there's not like a ton of independent coverage. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if you're able to, you know, highlight some of these guys um, or girls in the, in the case of the NWSL, I think it's good. A lot of them appreciate it. I get, you know, I'll write a player feature and I'll have like a player's mom DM me. Hey, you know, that was an amazing article. I had literally a couple weeks ago with an NCAA player. Hey, you know, that was an amazing article. And I'm like, you know, your daughter does a great job. I felt <laughs> she needed to be highlighted. Like you, you know, I commend you for raising, raising her that way. And, Um, So you have those positive things. Some of it is um, you'll have players like I'll do um, for the Toros. I'll have like a top Toros of the week. because I'll just do like a weekly Mm -hmm. rundown. And some of the Toros players in the past have been like, oh, man, you told me a goal and assist, you know, gets me number three. And I'm like, (laughs) hey, man, you know, I love you as much as the next guy. But, um, yeah, so I, I think it's fun. And I think whether it's podcast or written, I think the fans get a lot out of getting to either just talk about their favorite players or if they get, you know, a, a player to retweet them or respond to a tweet. Hey, you know, I listened to the show. The fans love that. And then I think from the player side, you have somebody that, you know, for 15 minutes was talking about how great of a game you had, you know, on a random Wednesday night in Hartford. So it's like, it, it's, it's cool. You kind of get that from, from both perspectives of of the players being excited about it and then um also, not you know. Some sometimes they're a little critical, but I, I don't think <laughs> yeah. I don't think we've ever had anything. Actually, I do. I have one funny story. So, um, I cover specifically Rio Grande Valley and then the Lights, Las Vegas. Yeah. So, um, and I'll, I'll say his name because he's my guy. But so I didn't know him at the time. But Sammy Ochoa, who's been around okay. USL yeah, for around. years, yeah. So he had his first year with the Lights, really struggling early on. You know Sammy, like he's he's a goal scorer. He's going to yeah. score eventually, but like his first year at the lights, you really couldn't get going. So they play at Colorado Springs. Obviously, I'm not at Colorado Springs. I'm watching at home. And they play a corner. They play it to the near post for a center back to head it. I think the plan was to head it to the far post for Sammy. So the center back heads it, and it's going in, and Sammy goes to head it in, and he actually diverts it out. Oh, and so I'm like, it was just one of those things where it's like he it was such bad luck. Like he just couldn't break through. So I, in my recap was like, you know, he was, you know, it's just kind of, you know, when it rains, it pours. He just, you know, it happened. And so he like he tweets me back and was like, yo, that shot wasn't going in. Um, you weren't there, blah, blah, blah. And so I'm like, OK, fair. Like, I, I believe it was. Yeah, you were entitled to believe it wasn't. And he was like, Yeah, you don't know what you're talking about. You were watching at home, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and so I said, I said, You know, I'm not going to call you a liar because who am I? It was you. Yeah. But I'm not going to be like, Oh, yeah, you're right, man. That's my, I was like, <laughs> in my opinion. It was going in. So I said, You know, respect, whatever. Um, he ends up breaking out of that slump. But the funniest part was there was a, a Colorado Springs supporter who, who dm me and they were like, Yo, we were behind the goal. It was definitely going in. I was like, <laughs> yeah. fair, fair, enough. <laughs> fair enough. But, yeah, but that was the only time like I've been pressed, pressed by a player. But Sammy's a good dude. I think he was frustrated just because yeah. it wasn't going his way. But um, that was just funny because I was like, I'm not gonna call you a liar. I think I'm right, and I'm not gonna yeah. back down from that. But uh, no, that was that was kind of a fun, probably the funniest story for me.
0: Nah, thank you for sharing that story. I think that that dynamic is so interesting because obviously we see in other sports like when Kevin Durant class back at journalists, but yeah. we're starting to see it a little bit, at least in American soccer. And yeah. I'm all for, it. I think that grows the game. Like you yeah. talk about fan, fan culture, fan content. That's what's going to grow the game instead of these execs trying to come up with all these different marketing strategies. I think yeah. that's what you know gets the game more popular. So yeah, thank you for sharing that story.
1: No, no doubt.
0: So um, to change subjects a little bit, how did you become a Newcastle supporter? And please, please don't tell me it was because you watched the Goal movie.
1: No, that actually is funny. When uh, Deion, or not when Miguel Almiron signed uh-huh. with Newcastle, he actually mentioned Goal specifically, that that was like a big oh read. Like he he was like, oh, I knew about Newcastle mainly from that. But, yeah, I, that was funny. But, yeah, the DeAndre Yedlin one is – or the uh, Newcastle one, I Freudian slipped with DeAndre Yedlin. So, we go back to the Houston Dynamo one. I applied SB Nation, was like, whatever. So I was writing for fan sided, which is another media kind of encapsulation. And I was writing just a general soccer playing for 90. And one of the heads of the soccer division was like, Hey, do you want to be like kind of a site expert for one of these teams? I was like, Oh yeah, for sure. You know, new opportunity, whatever. And so there was like maybe three or four teams and, I know uh, Rangers was one of them, and Newcastle was one of them. So I literally picked Newcastle because of DeAndre Yedlin. Okay. I grew up, again, right outside of Akron, Ohio, and he obviously went to Akron. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, right when I saw Newcastle, it like clicked. I was like, oh, DeAndre Yedlin. And so I was like, yeah, fair. So I was like, yeah, Newcastle is me. So then I was like, I'm rolling with it.
0: Respect. I can respect that story, you know. Yeah. I can respect that
1: story. Yeah. Th- those Akron teams were like, growing up, I was like, Early teens, those Akron teams were stupid loaded. Like, um, don't get me started.
0: All my boys on that squad, they still talk about it to this day.
1: Oh man, like Nagby, Yedlin. Yedlin.
0: That they had, yeah. So, when it comes to like college soccer, at least for the last 10, 12 years in terms of talent, they're top. They're top. Oh, yeah. Yedlin, Nagby, I saw,
1: yeah, Zachwani. Um, I saw. Darren Maddox play a a NCAA tournament match there, and it was, I guess October probably in Akron. It was snowing, and so Darren Maddox was walking down to start warming up, and he wasn't really going full force on the warm up. And so I said, "I said, Darren, you cold?" He said, "I'd rather be in Jamaica." I was like, (laughs) "Fair enough. I can't be mad at you for that."
0: Yeah, respect. Yeah, like so. when we all get together. They have Akron stories for days, and it's like, "Yo, that was ten years ago." Come on, guys. Come on, all,
1: all the Akron stories. I'm here for
0: them. No, nah, it's funny. So, uh, obviously, you're an excellent writer. You, you you're doing stuff with the Beautiful Game Network. I mean, you're doing stuff before with SB Nation and other platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, when you got into the, like the soccer journalism, did you have any um, favorite soccer journalists?
1: Um, yeah. As far as soccer journalists, I would say the one that comes to mind was Alicia Rodriguez, who mm-hmm. covers. I'm pretty sure she covers literally everything like California. I'm pretty sure it's like LA Galaxy, LAFC, Los Dos, Orange County. She writes for SB Nation, also does some work for uh, MLS Soccer, but she works. When I got with SB Nation, she has been like established and she was one of those people that is, and we'll I think we'll touch on this a little later on with one of the other topics, but she was very willing to share information and very willing to communicate and she was already established. I'm just this random goofball that knows like it's just kind of getting into it. And she just like, if I had a question, she would be willing to answer. Um, she always encouraged like, you know, additional ideas and collaboration and stuff like that. So I, I would say uh, Alicia Rodriguez, then a lot of those guys, even outside of writers, like our boy scams on Twitter. Um, yeah. he's, my, he's my least favorite and my favorite person. Cause he's wild, but um, he's another guy that, you know, if I have a, an idea or something, I, I'll kind of bounce ideas off him because I respect his opinion. But uh, Zito as well. So a lot of the uh, a lot of the funnier soccer Twitter guys seems to be like, oh my. God. that's my crowd.
0: No, nah, I respect that. Yeah, I don't know when I got like introduced to them on Twitter, but I felt like my soccer Twitter following was so much more uh, engaging when I follow like, you scams zito like all those aaron
1: uh yeah so it's like yeah aaron west yeah of course aaron <laughs> west as well yeah it, it definitely it makes it more engaging and it definitely like it's so much crazier but <laughs> they have such a good, they have such good insight but it's so wild like yeah. I, i'll message it i'll like always respond to like one of scams tweets i'm like dude like you just want to watch the world burn like he'll it's just like you could say some he could say something so subtle but he like Throw some crazy like Dr. Umar Johnson video on there. I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, dude, like, where are you getting these gifts and names at? Like, he has like a whole database, I think, of like wild gifts and short videos, and yeah. But those guys, I, I, anytime I can pick their mind or throw an idea their way, I always, I always take advantage of that.
0: No, respect. Sometimes I'm like, yo, you got to chill because I'm trying to retweet it. And I'm like, actually, I don't think I should. So. Well,
1: especially especially being white. Sometimes there's there's something where, like, I think it's funny. I'm like, yo, like this has the N word in it. I'm not so sure I can. I'm not so sure I can fire this <laughs> off, guys. Like, I'll give you a like, but I don't, I don't think I can do this.
0: No, respect. Respect. Um, So speaking of like some, uh you know, new voices in black soccer what do you think of state of black voices in American soccer media? You know, you, you mentioned some guys that are kind of uh, freelance, but not like yeah. within the the media circle. So talk about, you know, what you think about that and yeah. give any insight.
1: I, I think it's under, under, um, not underperforming. It's underrepresented. That's the word I'm looking for. And, and I, I don't think anyone would disagree with that. I just think, Uh, I know you guys had Jason on last week. Jason is probably one of my, probably, I would say, my best friend in soccer media. Um, Just overall, good dude, funny dude, and guys like him. He has great insight. He has, not only does he have great insight and he's a good guy, he has, like, a lot of experience doing this. So a lot of the things we've seen, especially in 2020, where there has been a lot of turmoil as far as race, It shouldn't be a white person coming up with these narratives or these uh, initiatives, I should say. It should be somebody who this directly affects and who has experience in that. So I think if anything, there just needs to be more of a conscious effort to um, bring more uh, black people into soccer media, keep them in soccer media and promote them in soccer media. I think it's different to if you hire, you know, a black writer and, I mean, like, like Jason said last week, he's done some work for obviously BGN, but also, you know, the USL websites and stuff like that. That's cool. And that's great. You're getting kind of that frontline stuff out there, but promote him and then get him up to a point where he's able to hire more black writers and he's able yeah, to find yeah. more black media creators and also um, come up with, then it's, then it is more coming up with larger scale things. And it is just, Hey, I'm going to write an article about this topic. It's, I think as a company, we should do this. Or as a team, instead of putting out, you know, a random statement about Black Lives Matter, we should do this. So I think, if anything, there just needs to be a conscious effort to engage that more and just bring more people on board.
0: No, I respect. And so what is your grand vision for BGN? I mean, you guys are doing wonderful work. Uh, For anyone listening, make sure you guys check them out. If you guys aren't already, um, I would consider you guys one of the big players in the, soccer space at least from an American standpoint so yeah uh, what's your guys' grand vision you know World Cup's coming here Olympics yeah. is coming here what's you guys yeah. got
1: yeah if anything just keep just keep growing but growing responsibly I guess for lack of a better term I don't think we need to focus on hey we need to get you know 50 new writers and 50 new podcasts I think just kind of growing organically bringing people that have a similar vision, and just continually to grow continuing to even beyond the media scape, kind of we go back to having more whether it's more black writers more black podcasters more women um, involved in either side of that uh, we've had a couple of different photographers that are great photographers also happen to be women they want a little more you know visibility on their photos feel free send them our way throw up a photo gallery from Um, you know, one of the matches. So I think if anything just grow and obviously that helps our coverage and also grow in the sense of doing more for underrepresented communities and also doing more outside of the media stuff, just specifically like, you know, if we can, you know, advertise more nonprofits or if we can do, you know, charity stuff we have. uh, We're lucky. Honestly, we have Hugh Roberts and Brandon Miller who both have podcasts with BGN and I came and beginning to start talking about Hugh Roberts. That guy has done. Yeah,
0: they're, they're doing amazing,
1: unbelievable work. stuff with just all all on the field, obviously, but yeah. then also off the field. So, um, to have those guys, and again, that's another guy. You know, if I can, hey, you know, I've I've this idea. The uh, the Black Players Alliance, I did uh, a few articles with them where I was just trying to just kind of pick their brain because honestly, a lot of that with BGN and then with some of the stuff with me specifically. A lot of that isn't for me. Sometimes I'll even like take my byline off and just leave it like BGN staff as the writer Mm because I just want to get their voice out there. Like those, like, like the Black Players Alliance, I ask them questions about, you know, hey, has the league done enough to support you guys when you do this? Um, How important is voting? Uh, How would you feel if your owner kind of like when we're dealing with crazy stuff with Charlotte and Real Salt Lake and the whole nine there? um, I just want to use, kind of use BGN as a, as a magnifying glass and, and just a spotlight and say, hey, it's on our platform, BGN.fm, but look at these guys. Like, this, yeah. is look, look at their words, read their words or hear them. So, um, yeah, the more, the more we can grow from the grassroots, the better.
0: No, that's what it's all about, and that's what it takes yeah. to grow the game. Um, so much respect to what you guys are doing. I know you got a supporter in us at Two Cents FC, Two Cents Sports. And, uh, yo, thank you for taking the time to share
1: that. Oh, you guys are, you guys are, no, I'm rocking with both of you yeah. for sure.
0: Respect. So, I got a yeah. question because, yeah. you know, so how do you guys handle deadlines? So, like, scores one, one, you about you like, you write in your article, got it ready, and then a late goal happens. Now you got to change up everything. Yeah. Um, I always see, see stories about, like, uh oh, like this game goes into overtime or something mm-hmm. like that happens. So, take us through the process of like curating an article or curating content and yeah. going from there.
1: Yeah, a good thing with with BGN, we have some of that where it's just like either a quick recap or um, whether it's a podcast or something like that where it's going to be pretty quick after the final whistle. But a lot of it isn't deadline-driven. And then Mm -hmm. also for anyone listening that may be interested or the people that are there know, there's not like – for other companies, they'll have either a deadline or a quota you have to hit. Hey, you know we'll hire you, but you have to write – 15 articles a month, something like that. My objective, kind of running things, has always been, again, not a lot of these people are you're not going to get paid a ton or any. And so with that, it's just a matter of if we can, if you can do it, great. If you can't, I'm not going to be like, yo, you said you were going to write that article by Wednesday. You know, where where's that at? Um, just because it's it's not, I would rather somebody write when they feel compelled to write, and. Um, not put somebody that, you know, we have parents that that podcast and write for us. So, you know, me as a sick kid, I'm not going to be like, hey, John Doe, (laughs) I was waiting for that podcast to drop. Was your kid throwing up again? So um, it's just uh, people have lives going on, especially 2020. Damn, everyone's got something going on. But, um, yeah, so I I think if anything, we kind of dodge that. But there have definitely been times where I've had an article kind of ready like with the headline and everything like
0: yeah.
1: gonna you know end with a draw and then either they score late or concede late and I'm like whoop gonna delete all of that <laughs> like yeah. rephrase yeah. this so uh, yeah it's definitely it it, it can be a tightrope with that but um, thankfully like I said we don't have a ton of like hard deadlines or anything like yeah. that.
0: And like for my last question before L takes over, so for the young a uh, girl or a guy that's trying to get into sports, you know, there's so many different ways to get into sports. One mm-hmm. being writing, journalism, media. What advice would you have for them? Because you fell in love with soccer at a late, later stage and now you're doing wonderful things. Yeah. Uh, so what advice would you have for
1: them? For that, I would say it's it's a tightrope between making sure not to turn down opportunities, but also don't allow yourself to be exploited in soccer media. Or sports Ooh, media in general. right there. Yeah, so I I just think it's like if you're getting into it and you want to write for BGN, feel free. A lot and a lot of our writers and podcasters they've never done it before, so it is something where and and you also have to be receptive to whether it's feedback or criticism or just anything like that. So um, with that, like I said, we have a lot of first-time writers, a lot of first-time podcasters. So it's something where they're like, oh, you know, I'd love to get into writing. I'm not that good yet. That's fine. Join BGN. I'll edit the articles. I'll give you feedback on it. Um, so I think it's that. I think it's not being scared to take those opportunities. Also not holding out for like a 50000 a year you know, salary. You, you're not going to get that. Um, but also, like I said, not to be exploited. Don't go to some place where they're gonna demand you know that number of articles and not either pay you fairly or not pay you at all um it's just something where your personal well-being is more important than that so um and you can get burnt out that way i mean people Um, i've talked to people that get into a situation like that and they're like yeah they just kept you know having to write so many articles i don't i don't even like know what to write about and i'm like yeah, that's not good for anyone. Your content's going to be bad. Your psyche is going to be bad yeah. uh, and you're going to have a bad experience. So yeah, just be open to opportunities, but um, be open to the right opportunities, I guess. And honestly, feel free to DM me, DM the BGN. Um, and, and we can definitely figure something out.
0: That's love. Respect. What you got for us, L? All
2: right. So we're going to go ahead and switch gears here, jump over across the pond and talk champions league. Um, So, as we know, Champions League group stages are underway. Um, So, I want to get you guys' take or or predictions on who do you think will make it out of the group stage. So, we'll jump in here, we'll kind of look at it. So, Group A, we have Bayern, Atletico, Salzburg, and Lokomotiv, Moscow. Who do you think?
0: I think it's it's already ranked as it's as it's going to be. Uh. <laughs>
1: yeah, I was gonna say it's funny they put it in that order. I know it's alphabetical, or it might, might not even be alphabetical. But uh, now nah, it's gonna be gonna be Bayern and Atletico for sure.
2: All yeah. right, so Group B, we got uh, Real Madrid, Shakhtar Donetsk, uh, Inter, and Muching Gladbach.
1: This one, this one's been wild. How yeah. about Real, Real Madrid losing or trailing by multiple goals in both matches so far it was crazy. Um, I, I predicted on the other football podcast Real Madrid and Inter would go through, and I actually have Inter as a dark horse. But I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting a little nervous, man. I don't know. <laughs> I, there's still, there's a lot of, of games we played, so I think I'll still stick with Real Madrid and Inter to figure it out, but. I wouldn't be shocked if Shakhtar goes through. They're they're always, they're random. I think they're, it's a Ukrainian team, but they're always yeah. like just there to make something yeah. happen.
0: Yeah, you're you're right. Real Madrid's uh, scaring me, but I think they have enough time to turn it around. around. Um, with that classical, I think they were focused on that one. Inter um, Real Madrid, um, I, I I got going through.
2: Uh, yeah, we'll touch on uh, a little Real Madrid headline later on in the show. Um, but so group C, we got Porto, Man City, Olympiacos and Marseille.
1: I got, I got city and I'm stuck between Porto and Marseille, but I think I'll go, I'll stick with, I'll stick with Porto making it happen.
0: Oh yeah. I'm going Man City, Marseille. That's tough, though. I didn't want to go against you, Carson. But-
1: and, Mar- and Marseille is a fun – that's a fun team yeah. name to say, so I can't even yeah. – I can't be <laughs> mad at that, just based on saying it. All
2: right, Group D, we got Liverpool, Ajax, Atalanta, and I don't even know how to pronounce that one, so I'm not even going to try. But, yeah.
0: Michelin. That's what uh,
2: I got. Would you say Michelin?
0: Yeah, that's 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 my try. That's what I'm gonna try. Oh, for. Right. <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah, I, I'm not even gonna. I'll, I'll let both of you try that one. But the uh, I, I got I got it. Uh, Liverpool Atlanta.
0: Yeah, Liverpool Atlanta. I want to say Ajax, but I think they're still they they're a little young. So, and a Atlanta Atalanta plays some good football.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay, so we got Group E: Sevilla, Chelsea. Krasnodar the and Ren. I already know what uh, I'm gonna say with this one. But
1: yeah, that, that's fair. I, I, sadly, I'm just gonna agree and say Chelsea. But uh, I got Chelsea and uh, and Sevilla. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. I want Sevilla to crash out of the group stage just so they can go back to <laughs> Europa League. Like we kind of mentioned on the podcast. I was like, that'd be great if they just were like. You know what? Like, we could win Europa League. Yeah, sure. We're not going to win Champions League. So we might as well just, you know, take our L's and get out of here. But yeah, I don't think anybody else in that group is challenging them too much.
2: Yeah, Rand no. is my dark horse, Pete. My dark oh, horse okay. pick. Just because I like Kamavinga. That's my guy. Um, so Group F. We got Zenit, Dortmund, Lazio, and
1: Club Bruges. Or Brug, Bruges. Yeah, this has been an interesting one so far. Um I think it's going to end up being Bruges and Dortmund, but Lazio, I have a hard time picking against them. Dortmund, like they due to, um and I just I don't know why I feel like Club Bruges. I'll go I'll go Bruges and Dortmund.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I got Lazio. I think uh, I like uh I like what they they doing right now. I think Dortmund is going through like a coaching issue. I think yeah. like they're worried about not, they're not worried, but he's not really taking them over that next level. Yeah. So I don't know when that's going to get figured out. So I'd say Zenit. Lazio and Zenit.
2: Oh. Mm. Yeah, he too much talent to be flaming out of the championship. That's what I'm saying.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All
2: right. So Group G, we have Juventus, Barcelona, Ki- uh, Dynamo, Kiev. And I'm not going to try that one either.
0: Oh, yeah. What one. team is that?
1: I have uh, no clue. Wow. Ferrand yeah. Carlos, maybe something to that effect. <laughs> Let's just go with the ones we know, Barcelona and Juve. <laughs> yeah.
2: What'd you say, Moby?
0: Oh yeah, I completely agree. I think Barcelona, Juve. Sad that we couldn't see uh Cristiano play against Messi. Um, but maybe they meet in the knockout round or next 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 round.
2: Don't they do a, like a return leg? Like a yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, and the way leg, I mean,
2: sorry. All right, we have Group H, which is I think the group of death this year. Um, so we got Paris, Man United,
1: uh, RB Leipzig, and Bashak Shahir. Shaheer. Oh, to Shaheer, Demba Ba, and I think Martin Skirtle is on over there as well. So yeah, I always like the Turks tend to like collect the one. So. I'm going to see like Poppy Cisse and Mbappe pop up, but uh, I think I'm going to go. I'm going to go PSG. Invited. I'm surprised you two wins. Um, PSG hasn't looked that good, but I don't think I don't think Leipzig. I don't trust them enough to, to make it happen.
0: Yeah, I want to see the extent of Neymar's injury, but I still got Manu PSG going through. Uh, it's going to be upsetting if Leipzig crashes out of the group states. I know they're trying oh. to make a deep run. Um, like similar to last year. Um, but that, that group is so tough. So Yeah,
1: for sure.
2: I agree. So let's jump back over across the pond, back over here to the States and talk <laughs> USL. So this week is USL Championship Week. Um, so we have League One as well as uh, the USL Championship. But actually, some breaking news earlier today, uh, due to COVID or some COVID spikes um, with Omaha, Union Omaha, uh, League one championship has been canceled and the Greenville triumph have been declared the winners. Um, so Andy, what, first of all, let me get your you guys thoughts on that. Like, what do you think about that situation?
1: That's, that's tough. Um, I mean, you play a whole season to get to that point, but everything with 2020 has to be a kind of adjustable on the fly, just because yeah. COVID again, it's a lot more serious than a soccer match. We all love soccer. That's why we're here. But um I think the the silver lining of the decision was Greenville. I think was the best team in the league, so if anything, the right team ended up winning. But um, yeah, I, I feel bad for Omaha. Honestly, I feel bad for Greenville because you get that point to play a championship, hoist the trophy after winning it, and then uh, you don't get that. But hopefully the effect infected individuals or the positive individuals are fine. But yeah, that's, that's tough. I'm over you. I mean, I can't imagine getting getting to a final.
0: Yeah. I can't rock with that one, man. You can postpone, you can adjust, you can figure out a way to obviously the safety of the players and the other players and the staff and everything's most important, but just wait. I was
1: was surprised that they, it seemed like, I'm sure they consulted and everything, but, it seemed interesting that they did go straight to cancellation. That there wasn't yeah. like a, um, hey, we're, we might even even if you go the route of we might cancel, but we're going to yeah. postpone for now, and then cancel later. But yeah, they were they were quick with the cancellation. So I'm not sure Do you
0: know how many players were. Um...
1: I I thought I saw on um, I thought I saw two included somewhere, but if it's I two, could then
0: they had a whole roster, you know.
1: Yeah, I could be making that up, but. I feel like I saw two somewhere, I, and my my thought is, if they were that cancel that quick to cancel, maybe it was bigger than that, and maybe it like, because yeah. I know a lot of times they'll do like once a player tests positive or two players, they'll do like that contact tracing. So yeah. maybe they did that, and it was going to be like the whole score. everyone, and you know the trainer and the coach. Yeah. So um, just for them to go that extreme route, um, and also the league i don't think would want to cancel that for any reason because like it's going to be on you know primetime tv on friday um so i feel like if they if they cancel that i would guess they had um a pretty decent reason to but i don't know that's tough though
0: yeah it's real tough i feel bad for the omaha players and like you yeah. said the greenville players cuz yeah for sure know, it's like i don't want to say an asterisk next to it but yeah you know so
2: yeah that's a rough one Um, So let's jump over to USL Championship. We got Phoenix Rising versus Tampa Bay Rowdies. Who's your pick? Go ahead, Moby.
0: Well, uh, (laughs) we had Jason on last week. He thinks it's going to be like storybook. Yeah. Uh, I think Tampa Bay has been fighting the last couple of years. You know, they haven't got over the hump. For them to be hosting, it's hard to go against the home team um, in the finals. But, you know, last year, um, Salt Lake won it away from home. I think Phoenix has enough experience to win away from home, especially if they make it to playoffs. And Lubins um, on a good run of form right now. Uh, I'm not sure. No, I think who won it the year before? Louisville. Yeah. So. They Louisville. Ah, I, I'm going Tampa. I think Tampa is primed to do it.
1: I'm. I'm going Phoenix. I think they just have. I think they're just too deep with talented players, and you've had. Like Solomon Asante is just when he's on, he's a problem. So I, I think they'll, ha- I think they have too much firepower. With I, and this is funny, a quick PSA. So I, I tweeted it, but the Phoenix fans have been, they've been tough to deal with. <laughs> so <laughs> I know personally great people that either work for the team, have worked for the team, or are just kind of around. So this is not an indictment of Phoenix rising FC, but they're acting. They're almost like defensive and like defiant about their, everything that's been like, you got criticized for a homophobic slur. It wasn't like a issue on the field. It was an issue. It was a, an issue. Like it was. a. And then they're like, Oh, everyone hates us. Like with the whole thing about hosting the final, they're like, Oh yeah. Uh, we embrace the asterisk. I'm like, dude, Hills <laughs> the Dion. This is not the Hill. To die on.
0: Yeah, and then mean- like,
1: <laughs> the, like it I was like, I was like, really? This is like oh. it, it reminded me of the Astros. Like Astros fans, they get busted for cheating, and then people be like, yo, the Astros are cheaters. They're like, oh this yes, because we won the World Series. It's like, dude, you cheated to win the World Series. <laughs> yeah. Like, are you really proud of that? But um, so I feel like Phoenix fans need to just like take a breath, realize there are issues larger than soccer. They had another thing this week where the football on the field to celebrate after they win the Western Conference final. And everyone on Twitter's like, don't seem responsible. And they're like, oh, people hating on Phoenix again. I'm like, because there's a pandemic and you guys are yeah. like kissing a trophy and like spitting in your hands and like high-fiving players. I'm like, <laughs> well, thankfully, the Athletic reported there was no positive uh, COVID test, which is great. But also they like okay. – Jeff, Jeff Ryder is a great writer for the Athletic. And they act like he has like some anti-Phoenix narrative. Yeah. And it's like because he didn't like a homophobic slur, and because there were you guys are acting yeah. like jackasses after the after the match. <laughs> like, really? Is that is that an agenda? Because I also have that same agenda. Then, but yeah. Um, so yeah, but I, who, who
0: confirmed the no positive cases? Because it might be like a little Justin Tur- Turner situation.
1: Yeah, oh gosh. <laughs> that and that, that was, was crazy. crazy. And and also they and I like that they said like he was what do you say reluctant or resistant to security? It's like you can't. That's what security is there for. If somebody's resistant or reluctant, that's what they're there for to prevent yeah. that. But um, I, I'm not sure. I know the athletic reported that there were no positive okay. tests, which is which is good. That if if you guys if they did that and they violated the protocols and everything you got sick, don't violate the protocols. But it's okay in the end.
0: Respect. Because if, like, so say Omaha-Greenville situation happened in Phoenix, oh, I'm sure yeah. the fans would be – Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, oh, but
1: yeah. then they, they would say, like, the USL made it up and they didn't want yeah. to win. Like, <laughs> there would be some conspiracy theory for sure.
0: But uh, I do know it's going to be a good game. You know, you got some guys on Phoenix that used to play for Tampa and some guys on Tampa that used to play for Phoenix, I believe, as well. So yeah, um, it's going to be a good and, game.
1: And neither team has won before in, in USL. Mm-hmm. So that, that's you know, cool. right. Yeah,
0: that's yeah, really cool. Storyline. Oh, I
2: thought Phoenix had one. I don't
1: before. I don't think so. I could be wrong, but
0: uh they won supporters shield and uh Western Conference two yeah, times. Yeah, they could I mean they couldn't even win uh, with Drogba, right. but
1: yeah. Yeah, which is crazy know. that Drogba played in USL <laughs> is still wild to me. Yeah.
0: Well that was a good run. Yeah.
2: Yeah. All right. So let's switch it up. Let's let's head over to the women's side in WSL. Um So recently, we had Jamia Fields on the show, you know, Houston Mm -hmm. Dash. Yeah. um, And we asked her who she thought was next up, but for obvious reasons, you know, she couldn't really divulge the way she would like to, you know, political reasons. Yeah.
0: She was trying to be be Switzerland. Okay.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So since so since you cover a lot of the women's game, I wanted to get your Power Five list of who you thinks next up in NWSL. Like, you don't have to rank them by number, but like your top five, who you think?
1: Yeah. So the the first one that comes to mind is Sophia Smith. Who plays for portland thorns um she was hurt um, during this season but she's super super talented uh, morgan weaver also plays for portland she's also super super talented and was a rookie <laughs> um who top five you know who has so washington spirit announced that they had re-signed i think it was seven players they have like a ridiculously good young core of like a central defender a midfielder a winger a striker so they have like everything covered as far as young players so i want to say the young core of washington should be included but not anybody specifically um who else is really good and young in nwsl uh Ciara king for utah royals she is awesome and just seems like a I, I would love just to talk to her at some point because she just seems like she is a good time to just she's got great personality she's great on the field um she's been really outspoken as far as a lot of social justice issues as well so that's um she's up there so I'll say let's see Sophia Smith Morgan Weaver the Spirit Corps King and there's a young player for North Carolina. I'm completely spacing on her name. Let me see if I can think of her name. She actually got hurt. Is it? Allie? It might be Allie Watt. She got hurt like literally oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. within the first like few minutes of her debut.
0: Damn, you hate to see that.
1: Yeah, It was in the in the Challenge Cup, and I was like, "Yeah, that is that's rough." Let me see it. if it if that's if that's her name. She's she's number five. But let me let me confirm that because I because I do cover the league from from time to time. So I don't no, want to be making stuff up. It is it is Ally Watt. Yeah, she. Uh, yeah, she's out of um, Texas A&M. But yeah, I'll go, I'll go Allie Watt.
0: Cool, cool. Yeah, well, I yep. know we got uh, King coming on the podcast over the next couple of weeks. We've been trying oh, to nice. get that situated, so that's going to be a- All right, a yeah, you
1: already know I'm checking that out. Yeah, she. she's awesome. Yeah, well, we definitely want to
2: tap in with, you know, more of the women's side. So, yeah. Carson, I'm let me, let me hit you up, man. I know you got for sure. Over there, for so.
1: sure, for sure, for yeah, sure. All right,
2: perfect. cool. Um so I'm going to switch it up again. We're going to go take a left turn here. Yep. Uh so there there's a couple of new voice-based social media apps on the market um specifically ones by the name of Clubhouse and Locker Room that have the potential to add a new dimension to sports media. So if you're not familiar with with Clubhouse is it's a new invite-only voice-based social media app um and in the app users can enter into different rooms to listen or participate in conversations on varying topics. Um there, they'll be able to uh, see who else is in the room, and you can also see their profiles. Um, and so, whoever made the room is the person who can bestow speaking privileges on the, the participants. So basically, it's like if you were to think of like a forum, right? You have people on stage, and yeah. then you have people in the audience. And then the people on stage are like talking and There may be like a moderator or something like that. Right. Yeah. So it's basically that on your phone. Okay. But with voice for like little, little talking heads. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then locker room is basically identical to clubhouse, but it's solely focused on sports. So it's like strictly sports only. Um, so with the conversational nature of these apps, um, people are removing the barriers between, you know, the influencer and the average person. So like you could be on this locker room app talking to KD, like you can't get that every day, you know. Maybe on Twitter, but you can't like voice the voice. Could you know, be a burner.
1: Could be a burner account. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you never really know. Yeah.
2: yeah, for sure. And um, and so like with with the with the removal of those barriers and like people have been like addicted to Clubhouse, like literally, like
0: like all nighters.
2: Yeah, like I was lightweight, been addicted, been, like sitting in rooms like all day. Um, and then there's there's actually a room on Clubhouse. They're talking about will this kill podcasts? Like, how will this damage podcasts? Because there's a lot of like you know podcast host and stuff on these stages talking all day like is that going to hurt your topics? Is that going to hurt, you know, your listenership? Will you see numbers dip because you're you're so accessible now and you're kind of like you know wasting that content on here and you can't even record it. You can't you can't go back and listen to
1: it again. That that um, was going to be my next question was is it recordable? Because if it's not, I guess you would still have you would still have the podcast that's viable because People can go back and listen to it, or if you were busy during that time, you can listen to it. Um, People could probably screen record. I'm guessing there's been a
0: problem with that. People have been yeah, uh,
1: that's
0: (laughs) been. People have been like leaking that screen recordings have been happening.
1: Oh yeah, I'm sure that that was that was bound to happen. Yeah, Um, so it's
0: it's a big it's a big battle going on right now about like like the monetization strategies around this these platforms and what's going to happen for the the moderators and stuff. Yeah.
1: It's cool from the perspective of, of taking that barrier down um, just because you, then you can communicate whether it's somebody that you admire or you want to ask them a question, your favorite player, or just a topic that you're interested in and being able to exchange those ideas with somebody um, you typically, I guess, wouldn't have talked to. But it's it's kind of funny. Um, I it, First off, if I ever get in one of those, I'm going to all the LeBron's better than Jordan groups and just <laughs> – backing that up because you know, i'm a Braun guy all day <laughs> But that, like you're gonna you're gonna find at carson aim in every one of those rooms it's like yo but jordan got swept out of the first round multiple times mm-hmm. what's the word on that but um yeah it's it's interesting i, I think if anything as long as the people in there are re- not responsible is not the word i'm looking for but um willing to to kind of give game to people whether it's a yeah if it's something where they're talking and somebody has a question I again I'm not in there in locker room they they got me they got me on the waiting list I'm not, I'm outside the club in, in Akron <laughs> yeah, Ohio shivering waiting to get in there
0: but um, <laughs> me too
1: yeah club, clubhouse
0: with... we got you but locker room is still, oh, okay still yeah, yeah.
1: clubhouse we got you oh my man but with that I think as long as people are in there and they're willing to to kind of talk to people and um keep it prof- professional obviously you're going to have wild people on there I'm sure but um it's kind of a cool idea. I actually one of my one of my best friends, I probably my best friend, is a professional boxer. And so it's always funny to see how people approach him like with conversation. Some people just want to like say what's up, take a picture. Some <laughs> there was actually a playoff game back in Cleveland years ago when Brown was there the first time and there was a big like Pacquiao fight coming up. And somebody came up and they're like, Oh, you know, Sean Porter, I'm a huge fan, blah, blah, blah. And like oh who you think's gonna win that pacquiao fight and he said pacquiao and they thought the other guy was gonna win it wasn't floyd they were like oh man you're stupid you don't know what you're talking about like dude you you approached a professional fighter <laughs> like asked i'm a whole opinion, boxer who you and about? then was like nah you're yeah, stupid I'm wrong <laughs> yeah so i think it's gonna be interesting to see how people interact when you get that opportunity to talk to somebody that's a celebrity or an athlete or famous um whether you can be re- be a reasonable person or if you just completely like pop off and it kind of goes south. But it's interesting. I don't know who came up with that, but it's interesting.
2: Yeah, I think that's one thing that's been good about clubhouses. You do have those people like those influencers, those celebrities or what have you, those experts in their, their fields have been willing to give a lot of game. And yeah. That's kind of that's kind of like a double edged sword. Right. So like yeah. I'm giving all this game right now. Am I am I giving away my content? that I can yeah. use on my other platforms, you know? Um, and so to that point, I wanted to ask, like, how could, I want to see how do you think publications could use platforms like this? How can athletes use platforms like this? What are some ideas you think that they can use that to kind of leverage and supplement their other platforms?
1: Yeah. I think, I think LeBron, and shout out to LeBron again, but um, <laughs> they kind of did that with Uninterrupted, where they were the ones telling their own stories. They also had Richard Jefferson and Channing Fry had kind of the first podcast with that was called road tripping where it's just yeah. players just talk that's where Kyrie said the earth was flat, but um mm-hmm. that was that was that like direct from player to consumer where you're telling your own story. So I think as an athlete and a moby can kind of vouch for that. But if you give an answer to a reporter they'll probably get it right, but there's going to be that one time where they misquote you or they cut the clip off and everyone's like, oh, that was crazy what a Moby said. (laughs) Um, In in these clubhouse and locker room, you're at least able to, you're directly articulating what you want to say. So um, it's cool from from that perspective, I guess.
0: No, you're exactly right. I think uh, with platforms like uh, clubhouse and locker room, athletes are going to be able to, you know, be real, um, tell it from their voice, and also connect with – a larger community, you know, not just the ESPN, Fox Sports, yeah. um, the people that have access post locker room, like, and you know, athletes give the like political answers when it comes to that. But when yeah. they can get in like a private forum, obviously, um, if there's a way to like uh, protect from screen recording and stuff like that, they can get yeah. like real answers. And I know we're going to touch on it, something about it later, but yeah, um, I I definitely think a spot obviously with the fruit athlete. I think there's definitely um, unique monetization strategies that athletes will be able to use with um, these, these type of platforms.
1: Yeah. It also will give an opportunity to an athlete that maybe you didn't think was interesting for lack of a better term, yeah. but like somebody like Richard Jefferson, who has a Cavs fan, like I was like, Hey, he's cool. But, and then he gets on this podcast and he gets on Snapchat and I'm like, Oh, Richard Jefferson's funny as hell. So yeah, I, think, exactly. I think you can get an athlete like that where you might be like, Oh, you know, so player X is talking, I'll go and click on that. You're like, oh, he actually has like some really good insight and stuff like that. So I think it it opens up for more, like Amobi said, monetization and also just getting your brand out there where they're like, oh, you're not just Amobi Okugo, a talented soccer player. You also, you know, something, a thing or two about finance and stuff like that. So you can kind of, you know, talk, talk your stuff on there.
0: No, respect. Yeah, I, I think it's. Yeah, Clubhouse, I'm not even going to lie. Oh, I've been on Clubhouse you've been, you've been out there. I I'm like, why am I still on this
1: thing? <laughs> it was like calling girlfriends yeah, back in the day. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly.
1: Well, no, why I mean... am I listening to Arium Foster at 4 in the morning? What the hell?
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's definitely shenanigans on there, but there's definitely oh, yeah. a lot of like really good rooms and really yeah. good information. I've learned a lot like about marketing and all kinds of stuff like on there, yeah. so it's a yeah.
0: I just feel how... like a I put like a uh a, a job Like, application on Clubhouse because there's like a room for like people that are looking for and literally like 10 DMs. So, we might have some work. We might have some stuff for two cents FC shortly. You have
1: 17 interns. That's great.
0: (laughs) Hey, we need help, man. Yeah, man. We're growing.
2: And we're trying to level it up. But yeah, so let's let's move into one of our favorite um, segments of the show No Card, Yellow Card, Red Card. Um, This is a quick fire segment of the show where I'll fire off some topics and we'll get the responses of um, our guests as well as a Moby um, using the soccer rating system or the soccer card system. So no card obviously is I agree, I'm in agreement. Uh, Yellow card is uh, I can go either way. And red card is I disagree or I'm not cool with that. Um, So jumping right into it. No card, yellow card, red card. The Premier League is moving forward with this 14 pound and 95 since or since pay-per-view games i'll let you go for go first
1: carson hmm. i'm gonna say i'm gonna say red card i don't think it ends i don't think it sticks um i know money ends up kind of driving everything cash rules everything around me but i think there's been enough feedback i know Newcastle owner came out and was like yeah that's that's crazy like that's just it's it's too much so i think at some point there's enough negative feedback or they at least lower it i think they'll stick with like a pay-per-view model but i don't think it's going to be that much
0: red card i'm not i, I already have too many platforms to watch these games um I'm, I'm gonna have to go back to old school or you know get it back on the bootleg if it's it starts getting out of hand
1: yeah man uh,
0: so i have so
1: many streaming platforms
0: it's, it's unbelievable you know
2: <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. I think it's only in the UK. Yeah, it is right now. Where they'll be charging this because they already hit us over the head with, you know, the peacock or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. I had you to, to, call it, I had to so.
1: bring back CBS All Access for the Champions League. And so I literally on that CBS All Access, I watched Champions League, Europa League, and Sonic. That's it. Like <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was the only three things. No, I'm watching on, on the Spanish it. channels for Champions League. Uh, oh, yeah. The good yeah. They got and they even got like a red zone version for it.
1: It's pretty cool. Oh nice.
2: All right, next up, no card, yellow card, red card. Jesse Marsh alluding that Frank Lampard didn't rate Christian Pulisic because he was an American. I'll
1: go no card. I, I uh, yeah, I'll go. I'll go no card. I think. I think that's a uh, probably a thought that went through his head, and I don't think. I think every player is different, but I don't think that's like a crazy. Not stereotype to have, but kind of preconceived notion that you don't really understand how he plays. He, I mean, he played a little bit. Obviously, played well at Dortmund, but yeah, uh, I'll, I'll stick with no card. But I'm, I'm real close. I'm, I'm, I'm reaching, I'm reaching in the pocket for a yellow. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a stern talking to first.
2: Yeah, it yeah. came from a conversation between them two. Yeah, so that's he kind of got it from that conversation that
0: they had. Yeah, I'm going yellow card um, because it's not like. I I like the banter. I like the, you know, um, the fact that they're talking about it. But Jesse Marsh doesn't coach Chelsea and he doesn't coach Christian Pulisic. So it's like, why are you making that comment? But it does put pressure on Lampard.
1: And didn't Um, didn't Lampard respond to this? Yeah, exactly. So I like. Didn't he say like, oh, you read my mind or something? But (laughs) I also don't love. I'm also, I I guess, un-American. I don't love Pulisic. So uh, I don't know he's not my guy
0: like you don't rate him or you just don't love
1: yeah him? I, I i don't rate him i'm not like i've never been the like usa waving the flag guy so like i don't like immediately he's an american player i'm like oh christian bliss he's american yeah. um and also i think he's i think he's pretty good but i don't think he's like elite but
0: that's like true. elite on a world level sorry i got yeah, yeah, yeah. we got to die. You don't think he's elite on a world level, or you don't think he's elite, like, how they compare him, like, he's already the best American player ever?
1: Um, I don't think he's far off from, from that discussion, from the second discussion, but, like, on a world level, I don't think he's going to ever be, like, an elite player in the world, like a top 25 player in the world. Top 25. I almost started to do 25 players in my That's head. Like, I can't think of that many, but, uh, he uh again, I think he'll be a – He'll be a above average player on a good team, but I don't think he'll ever be like the best, one of the best players in the world.
0: Okay. So one of the best players in the world is like top 15. And then everything after that is kind of like.
1: Yeah. Okay. I think he'll be in like the 30 to 50 range.
0: 30 to 50 range.
1: Yeah. All right. We have so a whole podcast outside. on that.
0: You think he's. Yeah, we could have a whole podcast on <laughs> Respect. I right, respect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like the, like you're sturdy in your, your, your decision. It's not like, Oh, he's American. I automatically got to, you know?
1: yeah, I'll, I'll never be that guy. That's like, okay. Oh yeah. Red, white, and blue. uh Aaron Johansson's is the best striker. Yeah. And. What?
2: All right. So on the flip side, who do you think out of our current, or this up and coming, uh, men's national team player pool can reach that level Ooh, or have the potential
1: question. to reach that level? That's a good question. Um, I think, I think Weston can do it. Um, I don't think I don't think Death can, can get to that level. Just because he's a, just because he's the defender, I just don't like it, like I don't I don't think he gets there. I, I think Weston can do it. I think Adams will maybe end up in that holistic range where he's like that 30 to 50, but I think Weston I think Weston potentially could. Ah. Oh Gio Arena. Yeah, well am I the Arena.
0: You, you rate Gio over <laughs> holistic at the same age?
1: Um I think Gio I think Reina has a higher ceiling than Pulisic I'll, I'll go on whack saying that really? I do mm, okay I, I think he's got a little oh, more I think he's got a little more flavor to him um, you can tell he's ready for
0: that role though you could just the way he carries himself um, he, yeah, he, he, he just has like
1: he's got you, something like, about
0: him he has something about him where you're like yeah. you know you're the shit and like yeah. he, but I still don't think so
1: yeah, I I also I could something. be I also could be the opposite of the like all pro America guys that love yeah. ballistics, So I could have just be burned out from that. But I think Rain is gonna be better than him.
0: I think it's if we going off like current guys right now, it has to be Dest.
1: You think yeah. Dest? You think a you think a, a it's just hard to defender like... can get that good though. Like you gotta yeah. be one of the best. You gotta be like the best defender in the world to be in that top like that top top category.
0: Yeah, outside back. He's flashy. He get overlaps, and as long as Messi's there, yeah. you're gonna have you're gonna have eyes he on him.
2: He has to add a deadly attack. He has to have like Marcelo.
0: Yeah, you saw how they were. You know, you saw how Davis yeah, got true. got love.
2: Marcelo. Yeah,
0: you're looking at outside backs. There's a lot of good outside backs, but in terms of like popularity, like flair, yeah. like exposure, talent, we're still talking about Marcelo. You know, we're still yeah, talking. about... Yeah, I'll, I'll,
1: I'll, rank, I'll rank top three. I'll say Reyna, Weston, Dest. as the most likely.
2: I love Reyna, really man. Just, he really does not rate this dude. <laughs> uh,
1: no, Weston? And, I love, and I, love that, I love that a movie you can take the vein in his forehead. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm just like looking I'm like, thinking <laughs> of the squad right now, I'm like,
0: Weston? Ah. Nah, I don't think Weston dog, got that
1: dog in him then, then he, yeah,
0: yeah, respect. He got that dog in him. Yeah. I think Weston does a lot better for US Men's National Team than like club team in terms of like cuz he has that dog in him when the game yeah. gets tough, he's the guy that getting in people's faces. The, the team's going to rely on. Like yeah. if, if I'm picking captain, I got to go with what? Weston. He's that yeah, he got that. that dog. Yeah. But in terms of like FIFA club every day, week in, week out, I wouldn't even give him top five. I, I don't think I can. Oh, oh I mean, Nah, yeah. He is, he's a good player, but I just, I feel like he's going to be like that player for the national team that brings everyone together. Yeah. And then club team is just going to be above average, top yeah. talent.
1: Type yeah, team. and that—and that's kind of, that's, I guess we flip-flop, because that's how I see Pulisic, is that he's going to be like, he'll do his thing with the national team, and he'll be good for, for Chelsea or wherever he ends up, but he'll never be like the guy
0: yeah respect I, a national team I don't think Christian got that he can't mm. handle that pressure I don't nah. think
1: uh, especially he, in CONCACAF with the yeah. like physical play and stuff yeah
0: I think Gio can I just think he got yeah, be he's crying on the bench
1: man
0: yeah I just don't think he has that like get mad give me the ball type takeover type I think Gio got that like you know yeah. fuck this shit like give me the ball yeah. my I dad's agree. done it I can do it too like, like
1: <laughs> yeah got the ken griffey jr swag yeah
0: he got that dog you know christian yeah. as good as a player as he is i think he he needs other people to kind of be in that yeah. dog fight and so he's a little
1: him. he's a little whiny for me he's injury prone he's proven that already uh, uh, Na- it's Na- it's Namor, a lot of games that's a lot of games yeah. that's just yeah. a lot of a lot of they're playing a lot of games you know
2: so so he's the u.s Neymar basically
1: what do they call him n-r-a-mar <laughs> Oh <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Panther Pub FC. They nah, got I, one of those names. Yeah,
0: you, you gave us a good topic. I I, could, yeah. I feel like I could go on and dollar about this. Yeah. Ooh, man. This is Yeah, and then Tyler Adams, he's gonna be like, he's gonna be a dog too. Be,
1: yeah, he's he, he's a solid one too. Yeah. I think he's gonna I hope he doesn't start to get overlooked, but he's solid too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's got a good squad. Hopefully they don't choke.
2: All right, so last one. No card, yellow card, red card. Kareem Benzema is caught accusing Vinicius of playing against Real <laughs> while speaking to a teammate in French while Vinicius is in within, within earshot. So what do y'all think about that? Like, A, what, what he said, and B, like, just the way
0: that he did it.
1: Kareem Benzema's kind of that guy, though, isn't he? Yeah, um, he's
0: he top dog on the squad.
1: Yeah, he's kind of – he has he has a little bit of a checkered past. Um, I would <laughs> say – I'll say yellow card because, A, I don't speak French, so I don't know for sure what he said. But also, I can't doubt that Kareem Benzema would say that. he also let's – just, let's just put one thing so I can say this on the podcast. Kareem Benzema should be the number nine for France. Like, it's silly that he's not. Yeah. It's silly they, like, exiled him. But, yeah, imagine that French national team that won the World Cup and you have Benzema instead of stupid Olivier Giroud up top. But um, – yeah I'll, I'll say yellow because not because i don't know for sure that he said it but that i can't confirm for sure that he didn't say it well
2: yeah. there were some they that had video of it
1: somebody refutable subtitled that and that's what he said i'm not shocked that he said that and i'm not shocked that um i i it's not great but kind of it, it is what it is
2: yeah, paraphrasing he said oh my mama do not pass to this dude he's playing against us like <laughs> that, that's what he said like in, in so many words
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. that's classic, that's uh, to
0: classic. Be, yeah to be fair people do argue that because Gerard was there the way he played for France that's like that was more fitting than having Benzema there but yeah. in terms of talent Benzema is by far and a way a better striker um, in terms of him saying that, that's no card. That happens all the time. If if a player is having a shocker, people will go to the side and be like, yo, let's try to avoid freeze him out. Yeah, try to freeze him out because I don't know what's going on. He's he's just not there mentally, he's not ready. Like I've done that, people have done that to me, like you know, it, it happens to everybody.
1: How many times do you think a player, a teammate has said that about you? Like, yo, I'm obi, oh my mama, don't um, pass do the ball.
0: <laughs> nah, to be fair probably like one time. And I was like low key playing injured. So it was like, it was within reason, but it doesn't really happen, but it does happen in terms of like other players. And I've witnessed it. I've seen it happen within my own team and other teams like on the field. Like they'll say it out loud. Like there's a story, Henry was literally like telling somebody like, do not give him the ball. He is not ready. He's not ready for this moment play it to the other side or like don't play it back to the goalie because you like just gave up yeah that happens all the time
1: i play play ball on fridays and there's definitely a guy that and it's what's funny and not to go too far as we wrap up but so it's it's all it's one of my best friends is haitian and it's all his haitian friends and they don't speak any english while we play for the most part (laughs) they all are speaking haitian french creole whatever like combination it is and there's one guy where we're all like, "Yeah, don't pass that, <laughs> don't pass that through the ball." The only yeah. thing I know in Haitian for communicating is "pranje," which means "flop." So yeah. the whole time I'm like, "Ah, pranje, 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 That's so
0: funny. But yeah, it's classic.
1: But yeah, I, yeah. I, I could see that somebody's having a bad one.
0: Yeah, and it's like sometimes it's more—it's more often when the guy is like, or the girl is like, "You give him the ball, you're not going to get it back." So they're trying to yeah, dribble. Trying they're to, to show off. So it's more in that, in that line instead yeah. of like. Yo, he's having a, a shocker yep. showing giving the ball. So, Trying yeah. to be the hero. Yeah.
2: All right, so yeah, that wraps that up. But real quick, let's jump into our week seven uh, Premier League predictions yeah, uh, for this week. So first up, we have Wolves versus Crystal Palace.
0: Man, I'm upset. Last week, I did horrible. So let's get better this week. I'm going Wolves. you
2: going Palace. <laughs> okay. Sheffield United versus Man City.
1: Man oh, my City.
2: Gosh. Yes. All right. Burnley versus Chelsea.
1: Oof. Where are you taking them, Ovi? <laughs>
0: Uh Burnley plays good soccer. Chelsea has been tying a lot lately, but I got to go Chelsea. I got to go Chelsea. Oh, I'm going Chelsea. All
2: right. Liverpool versus West Ham.
0: Ooh. Liverpool. Liverpool. Yeah, Liverpool. They do need, like, an emergency center back. They got to bring up someone from the academy or something. All
1: right them play some
0: defense
1: <laughs> <laughs> right
2: all right so we got aston Villa Southampton Villa
0: yeah Southampton with the shocker last week Do you think they could do it again uh no I think they Villa. used their one they played yeah. their one shocker
1: <laughs> card for the week that's it's done
0: yeah we're going Villa
2: all right we got man United Arsenal oh that's
1: a good one yeah that's a good one Mm, give me Arsenal.
0: I'm going Man United late PK.
1: Yeah, the Bruno Fernandez is always good for one.
2: <laughs> All right, we got Tottenham, Brighton, Tom. Tottenham.
0: Yeah, Tottenham with the bounce back.
2: Okay, and then last one, we got Leeds versus Leicester.
0: Ooh, that's a that's probably a game of the week. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm intrigued. give me Leeds.
2: Yeah, that's the Monday night yeah, game. Oh, I'm
0: going, to, oh, like going Leeds. Yeah, I like I like Leeds.
1: Yeah, I think Leeds. Uh, you you guys correct me if I'm wrong, but they are the team that every neutral is rooting for. Facts. Like every neutral, is like yo, Leeds are classic to watch. Like kind of Sheffield United was like that a little bit last year, but not as much. Leeds are just like yo, it's a bomb burner every week. Yeah, you, you think
2: Amazon for that too?
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah for Valentine.
0: sure. <laughs> They probably like, yo, we need to run this out four more seasons. For sure,
1: yeah, lock it in. I'm, I'm sad that they did uh, Spurs last year because Jose is already wild uh, for this season. So I'm like, man, the content was there. (laughs) It's crazy
0: how they're doing this in England and no one has done this in U.S. yet. We, me and Elk keep talking about it. Someone need to give us the bag. We'll handle it for you guys if you guys really want this pop off. Do that with LAFC. Yeah, it was it like was a three-part
1: series on YouTube. Yeah, it was a one-off. I thought I thought they did yeah, one on uh,
0: on yeah, yeah, it was on ESPN, ESPN plus. ESPN, yeah, ESPN plus YouTube yeah. uh, combined collaboration. I think thing.
1: honestly, I, I I think it doesn't even need to be something like obviously there's not sometimes a budget for those like HBO or Amazon documentaries, but yeah. Even if you have – if you agree to have somebody with a camera, <laughs> this competent What's with that? a camera, They're independent – I know an independent filmmaker in Cleveland right now, you pay that guy enough, he'll fly out and follow you around for a year. So, yeah, no, I, I definitely think – and the more content you get with that, my mom – I a lot of my player features and in general tie back to that, my mom mm-hmm. loves sports, but she always loved the story of a player. She'd be like, oh, did you know so-and-so, their mom was this, or they – you know, got cut from this team and blah, blah, blah. So I think the more you can um, give the general public that stuff, the better to just kind of grow on fan bases.
0: Exactly. Like I'm looking at Philadelphia Union situation right now. And Corey Burke, who went to Jamaica and had to stay out there and then came back, scored a goal, like in his debut, coming back. Like that has to be part of like an episode on the series. Like, yeah. People are dropping the. ball. I don't want to say people are dropping the ball, but they're just not seeing. They're not. It. <laughs> they're
1: dropping the ball. They're not dropping the bag. They're dropping the ball, not the bag. They need to flip flop that. Drop exactly. the bag, not the ball. For sure.
2: But yeah, that's yeah. it for this week, man.
0: Yo, Carson. Yo, thank you so much, man. Episode twenty-one. Sure. It was a pleasure you coming on. Where can people find you? Where can people connect with you? You know, we know you're active on Twitter, active on social yeah. media.
1: Yeah, I'm real name, no gimmicks on Twitter. So at Carson A. Um, Merck, feel free, interact on Twitter um, at the BGN FM. That's where you'll get content, podcasts, written stuff by me. Um, Yeah, feel free. And like I said, any aspiring writer, podcaster, photographer related to soccer or anything, shoot me a DM, shoot the BGN a DM. Uh, We'll make sure to to get you squared away and, and get you rolling.
0: No, nah, respect. Y'all heard the man uh, episode came out great. Um, but that's our show for this week. Subscribe, rate, and review. It helps us get discovered. Follow us on the socials at Two Cents FC. Check out our merch at Two 2centsports.shop. As you can see, Elle's rocking the hat right now. They help support the show. Check us out. Oh, sorry. Check us out, our merch. I already said that. Uh, tweet us your comments on the show and any topics you want me or Elle to discuss on the show only place where you're getting unfiltered thoughts every friday see you guys soon appreciate it
2: yeah oh sidebar carson cops on merch too so, so oh yeah appreciate oh, it
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Actually, i'll go ahead and say this so I, I also do a podcast uh with one of my best friends the boxer sean porter uh the porter wave podcast and so that's oh, actually like that. video and audio and so i'll probably rock I, i'll you know what? Just just for you guys, I'll do it this week. I'll rock. We record on Sundays. I'll throw on the two cents FC shirt on uh, on Sunday. For sure. For sure. Tag us,
2: man.
0: Tag us. That's love. That's All right.
2: love. So that's it for this week, y'all. Appreciate it. Yeah. Peace See out. See
0: you guys next week. I'm back I'm on vacation mode. <laughs> <laughs>